0: Hello
1: welcome to The Martini Scale, where we talk movies over martinis.
0: And provide our perspective on what is
2: and isn't worth watching.
1: We are three friends who all have filmed, so the goal of the show isn't to critique every detail, but to give you an honest perspective of what our experience was like when watching something.
2: And perhaps, more importantly, how drunk you need to be to enjoy it. I'm Sean. I'm Natalie. And I'm Lena.
1: Oh my god, and today we have such a fun episode for you. So
2: Yay! We
1: have been thinking, we have done, we've tried different variations of Netflix features right Mm -hmm. the different netflix movies that come out
0: still love that triple frontier (laughs) oh god
1: (laughs) see i've blocked that out so we we've tried doing like the regular format for netflix films where we'll like lead you through the whole thing we did like a mashup of like bird box and The quiet place we did what was the other one we did i don't even remember they're not memorable episodes. Oh,
2: uh, the date movie.
1: Oh, that's the perfect
2: why. date. Oh, the yeah. perfect I don't date.
1: think anyone listened to that episode, to be honest with you. It's like our worst rated episode. Mm. Anyway, point being, Pretty we was, Where are
2: those Noah Centennial fans? What uh, the hell, man? You need they, to
0: put Noah Centennial in the title maybe and then they'll find it
1: is that what's gonna happen anyway so uh,
0: hashtag that shit we had an idea We should just put featuring noah centennial like he's on the <laughs> podcast
1: oh i like that we'll just lie to the people perfect uh-huh. um we had know. an idea that we wanted to what do people Ooh. do with netflix netflix and chill so we're gonna start our netflix and chill series this is volume one volume one and what we thought we'd do is we just talk to you about like recent movies we've watched on netflix and what we thought about them and whether or not we think that they're worth you spending your time on the couch watching
2: yeah, so these won't be like a deep dive no. episode no. of going into each of the movies. I still think, I mean, I request that we do a full episode to All the Boys I Loved Before yes. so that we can also assess the first movie. Well, I yeah, think we, we should match
0: those two together. Well, yeah, the number one and number two. Yeah, yeah, but
2: I think generally moving forward, this is yeah. a pretty good idea because there are so many new Netflix movies that come out like every couple of months. Right. So I think it'll be good to kind of visit those. And yeah. you
0: know, Sean has a very specific um view on netflix movies oh yeah um they're just
1: not up to par and i after these three i feel it's been supported (laughs) and also
0: i'm sure everyone out there also deals with the fact that you're like yes let's stay in a netflix watch a netflix movie or just watch netflix and you sit there for two and a half hours trying trying to find find something something so we are doing that work for you and it's like okay definitely don't watch these or watch these
1: yeah so in this episode we're gonna be talking about we're gonna try to do three a month Um, And we're going to basically just give you, like, a really quick rundown of kind of what we thought. It's not going to be the extensive review that we normally do for films. But um...
2: Are we going to spoil any of these? Are we going to try not to spoil them? No, I'm going
1: to spoil. Oh, I see your point, though. Like, if we're we're
2: recommending people to watch these or not watch them. Mm -hmm.
1: Well, maybe if we're recommending you don't watch it, we're going to spoil it.
0: (laughs) I don't think that there's a lot to spoil because I don't think we need to go so in-depth like we normally do. I think it's more just a general... Is it an enjoyable movie or not an enjoyable movie? Okay.
1: Yeah. So in this episode, we're going to talk about three movies. Um, We're going to talk about the new Zac Efron, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, which is based on the Ted Bundy killings. Um, Nothing like the documentaries, by the way. Um, Someone Great, which is a Sex and the City ripoff with Gina Rodriguez that we're going to talk about in a second. And Unicorn Store, which I would prefer to spend as little time on as possible. (laughs) So um, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile is a 2019 biographical crime thriller film. Um, and it is like about to differ on that. the serial killer, Ted Bundy. Um, and it was directed by Joe Berlinger with a screenplay from Michael, I don't even know how to say his last name, but he failed anyway. Um, it stars Zac Efron and we? Lily Collins. And Someone Great is um, a romantic comedy, I guess you could say. Um, it was written and directed by Jennifer Caitlin Robinson, and it stars Gina Rodriguez, Brittany Snow, DeWanda Wise. And it was released on April 19th. And then finally, Unicorn Store is a... Uh, wow. I don't even know what genre this fits in. I guess fantasy comedy is the best <laughs> way to put it. Sure. Um, and it was the directorial and production debut from Brie, Lar- Brie Larson, who I think should... Sorry, Brie. I think you should stick to acting. And even that, I'm not so sure that you... Um, sorry. Anyway. Um, hey, uh, the yes. screenplay was written by Samantha McIntyre, and it stars Brie Larson, Samuel L. Jackson, Joan Cusack, Bradley Whitford um and it was released on netflix i was actually debuted at the toronto film festival which is interesting yeah um and it was released on netflix special
0: presentation
1: in april of 2019 so let's dive in let's start with the unicorn store if Perfect. we can
0: yeah that's <laughs> fine great
1: because i just don't know that this warrants a ton of time um i i actually went back and watched this again
2: whoa so let me give you some context what?
1: So the first time Why? I wa- the first time I watched it, well, no, hold on, it's not it's not as elaborate as it sounds. Oh, Okay. The first time I watched it, um, I put it on, and then it literally ended up just being like background atmosphere for me uh-huh. while I did other things and stopped paying attention about twenty minutes in. But then you guys said you wanted to include it in the episode, and so I actually watched it. Mm. Like literally, it was the longest hour and a half of my life. Yep. Like it was. Uh, yeah, I, I did not like this movie at all. So I we can give you guys, everybody can give their perspective. But I just, I thought it was so odd. And it was,
2: yeah. Anyway. I really, it was the longest 90 minutes of my life mm-hmm. as well. Agreed. And the whole time I was like, I know I'm not a very deep emotional person. And...
1: I used to be. I don't know. Maybe this movie <laughs> changed me. I,
2: and I was like... There has to be another meaning. Yeah. There has to be something more significant about what this movie is trying to say. Right. And I just couldn't... The whole time I was forcing myself to try and think of what they're trying to do with oh. this movie and what the meaning of it was, other than, like, be yourself and be have convictions and who you are, but then she's so off-the-wall crazy that, that, that this just doesn't... It didn't really make any sense, so i don't I really had a hard time sitting yeah. through this movie. I will say i I just I didn't know what the point of it was. Mm-hmm. i don't, is there a point? I don't know. The, I couldn't figure that out. The points
1: that I got was in the end, and listen, I'm really reaching for this one, so bear with me. in the end, sometimes making the sacrifice for someone else is the more rewarding choice. Okay. Can you see how I landed there?
2: Yeah, I can see how you landed okay. there.
1: Okay. So basically the way I the way I arrived at that conclusion is because the whole th- time I think she wants a unicorn. Right? Yeah. Well, and so
2: what I understood from the her retelling of her childhood and that she was an only child and she had her imaginary friend that was a unicorn and she was now more secure in who she was that she didn't need a unicorn friend anymore oh, okay uh-huh. and that maybe she now is realizing she has people in her life virgil being right. maybe that person yeah. so and that's why she's passing the unicorn to somebody who, who needs, needs it, it. Mm-hmm. but it just there's so much other for weird her to get there to get to that yeah. message was so hard
1: and i have to tell you like the only thing i was hoping for when i finally got to the end of this is i still wanted the unicorn to be a metaphor and then they did this thing where they made it not a metaphor. And
2: it was an actual unicorn? And it was an
1: actual quote-unquote unicorn, which like in all my fantasies dirty, okay. of what a unicorn would look like, this was not that. So I was like, you failed yeah, at I that too. I was very too. upset like...
0: about that actually because here is Samuel L. Jackson in these crazy outfits. I guess we are and spoiling
1: all these... this. <laughs> what? Spoilers. Did I
2: spoil are... something? No, we all are talking about how it's a real unicorn oh. that she gets to. Well, whatever. But it like, still it's could not, be
1: fake. It's, because it's, it's like a horse It still with could horn
0: be fake. Sam Jackson could have conned her still and, and, you know, glued the thing to its head. I don't know, whatever. But here he is, and he's got all this magical stuff, and he's got all this glitter in his hair, and blah, blah, blah. And this fucking dirty ass unicorn. Where the hell did it he come so from? So basically,
1: what I'm hearing right now is it this is the have... one time that Lena's actually wished for CGI in something.
0: No, I just want to glitter in its hair. <laughs> you don't have to put CGI glitter in I it, just wanted... like actual glitter. I
1: mean, I don't even care about unicorns. You like, put I'm it not in that Sam person. Jackson but, hair? Like, I've always yeah, really. wanted. Like I feel. To be honest with you, I feel like Charlize Theron in the Ecstasy scene was more of a unicorn, that with the stuff in her hair. than oh, this was. No. Sorry, I was bad. Preference. I
0: wanted her to. I wanted Steve to have glitter in its hair.
2: That's it, all I'm asking. It for. just wasn't. It enough. had dirt. It looked it, like a bland white dirt. pony. It looked like it came from the forest. That they stuck a white Legit. horn on the yeah, top it, of it. It wasn't enough of like fantasy world that you're creating for me because you're kind of not really doing that you're kind of alluding to the fact that she's kind of crazy Mm -hmm. and that none of of this is real and virgil is like you're a lunatic but i'm gonna help you and kind of finds it interesting and then you also you do have that reality of like people like virgil that are like living in the real world Mm -hmm. saying this is not real real." so it's like they didn't lean enough in either way that it just kind of felt like it just felt so confusing as to, like, yeah. what was actually happening. Well, and yeah. you
1: guys didn't tell me that they used your apartment for the scene with the unicorn at the end. <laughs> they literally cleared out, like, <laughs> anyone's apartment in Los Angeles. And they're like, do you guys, can we borrow your apartment because we just need to film the scene really quick? <laughs> they were going to bring a horse in. It's weird. Hey, I would don't. have
0: loved if they brought a horse in here. Yeah. I love horses. I'm
1: just saying that scene literally could have been filmed in any apartment. Yeah, I know. In oh, yeah. LA. No, like it was very really-
0: bland. Again, it's a unicorn. It should be... Magical. And, yeah, sure. was the even key, the fog it was be machine. Anything. They didn't even spend money on the fog
1: machine. Nothing. I was like, I can yeah. see your feet. Like, what are you, what are you doing? This yeah. isn't even a real fog machine. I don't get it.
2: They spent the uh, most amount of money on wardrobe between Samuel Jackson and, and Brie Larson.
0: I don't know how these it was movies was quite get made. Expensive. Did she pay for this movie to get? I don't know. <laughs> it see, is...
1: Natalie, anyone can produce a film.
0: Yeah, well, see, Natalie. Really, so she could direct. And this I is what don't... she wanted to direct? That she found this and said, you know what? I want to direct this. Why? Did you guys like anything about this movie? No. Nope. Okay. No. Same. Also, oh, her okay. hair was a mess the entire time. What's
2: that well, about? I will say one thing about this movie, positive. Oh. And that literally all of the actors in it are, I think, very good are actors. Uh, I think they're all very good actors. And I think it was kind of, to me, what it felt like was a third grader wrote a play and got right. Oscar-nominated actors right. to act out the play. Yeah. So it was like... Their acting was really good. I felt right. like Brie did a good job. But it's like the story itself, the writing itself was all terrible. Mm-hmm. I felt like there was moments of her direction that I feel like were pretty good. But then others where it's like camera angles when with her and Gary every single time. Like I know he's a taller dude. But literally... Any two shots of both of them, half of her face is cut off, or the top of his head, or yeah. the top of his head, and it was mm-hmm. like, "What is happening? Back the camera up! What are you doing?" It was that's so director. Which, yes, I know that's what I'm it saying. It's like her the direction, that's like and that's what I'm like. That's why yeah. I hate actors directing themselves because you're not on a fucking monitor watching what is being shot, right? And
1: but they're watching playback.
0: I would hope
2: so, but I think they're probably more concerned about their Their, performance and how Uh, they're acting versus Mm -hmm. like what a director should be paying attention to, which is the performance, which is the composition of the shot, all of that kind of stuff, which every single time I was like, this really drives me crazy. There was some good direction, but like Mm -hmm. half, it was pretty split 50-50 between like really terrible shots and then kind of like, okay, this is kind of interesting how you're shooting this. Yeah. But I mean.
1: So you think it's a choice.
2: Yeah. Okay. Which a choice that I did not like. Okay.
1: Um you may have noticed that there was a reason I didn't ask you what martini we were drinking yet. And that is because I wanted to save it for this moment when we actually would need it. Okay. So tell us um what we're drinking and then we can give our reviews.
2: Well, this martini is more based off of a movie we are going to talk about called Someone Great. Okay. And this is again opposite of unicorn store <laughs> the cinematography of someone great was i thought beautiful f- so beautiful and fantastic and we'll get more into detail about that so this is a purple martini which just kind of was everything i was feeling while watching someone great and I'll get into more detail when we start talking about that okay. movie. So
1: the, basically, I think they could have called this movie, just to compete with that one, Something Not Great. <laughs> um, good joke. Something did you, you write that down? I did you write that down? I did. Oh, my God. Um, for me, this is a five martini film. And if I had more martinis to give it, I would need more martinis to get through this through yeah. again. In fact, I think I went through at least a bottle of wine watching this movie.
0: Yeah. Five martinis. Don't even watch the trailer. <sighs> it's just not
2: worth it. Okay. Not Wait, I, I would... I, I can't believe I'm actually going to say this, but I'm going to do four martinis. What? Why? I've huh? seen I've seen much worse things. There are much worse things oh, out there. Production value, all of that kind of but stuff. But can't
0: that be included? <laughs> yeah.
2: I this. It's not good. It's really not a Four Martini movie. Is not, not a good, good. Mo- movie. There are elements that are not bad. There are some movies out there that are terrible all around. Terrible actors. Terrible camera. Terrible yeah. lighting. Terrible sound. Fine, fine. This had some professional elements. <laughs> to it and i liked virgil a lot i yeah. liked his character he and made that they
1: use like a 4k camera or like what was the professional element? <laughs> i mean
2: like it was good sound it was good it was quality not shot on an iphone it was not shot on an iphone there are plenty of movies on netflix that are probably you know done for very low budget yeah. no offense to them i'm glad you got your movies made that's something everybody is here trying to do um but this was you made a product that looks pretty good, yeah, and the acting was pr- pretty good, so that's it. that's that that gives you the one off. <laughs> that's it. Okay. That 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 that's it. That's it. The story was god awful. The story, the, the writing story, was just, five martinis of, or ten, if I can give it ten.
1: All right, next up, let's do something a little bit more lighthearted. Um, let's talk about the Zac Efron movie <laughs> <laughs> because I. You're really killing it.
0: Yeah, Get you it. are. You're it. killing it? Taking a ghost stab at it. Yeah, we're,
2: we're all good with the puns here.
1: I thought this was going to be a movie about a serial killer.
0: <laughs> I thought it was a movie about murdering people. Yes,
1: Same. And so my I think maybe that's part of it for me is like my mindset was in a place of like, oh, I need to make sure that like I'm ready to be scared. And right. like, you know, mm-hmm. or at least like even if you Creeped know out. totally, like yeah. you know that the story is like how it's gonna end or whatever. Yeah. But like it's still like hopefully there's gonna be like some suspense or yeah, something. Something oh, new about the God. story. Like Okay. So first of all, I, I guess this is maybe a credit to the makeup people, but like Zach Efron looks awful in this film. Like literally every scene. And it's weird because I did not watch it was the, the hair. I maybe. I the didn't hair, watch the yeah. Ted Bundy documentary on Netflix, but yeah, I remember I everybody saying that like they were surprised that he was so attractive and like uh I don't know, he had like this charisma about him or something. I did not get any of that from Zach Efron's performance. Maybe I missed something. But
2: yeah. So the thing that I didn't know going into this movie, which I kinda wish I had Paid attention to this detail was that this was based off of a novel from Liz, who was his girlfriend Mm -hmm. at the time of like his arrest and stuff like that. So it's completely from the perspective of her version of events. Yeah. What her view of what her relationship with him was, and that she kind of had like no idea that he was this person and probably didn't show any signs of being this person who could be capable of doing those Mm -hmm. things.
1: So What's so then I thought it was interesting
2: because then it was like, it's not necessarily like this gratuitous right. movie showing all the killings and like, you know, torture porn type of stuff where it's like, we're kind of going over all of his kills and what happened. So it is a completely different view of it, which again, I think had, had I known that perspective going in, maybe I maybe. would have felt a little yeah. bit different. Yeah. Um which then i think goes to like the advertising of it which i wish they had kind of in the trailer been like from the view of Ted Bundy's girlfriend it's like mm-hmm. oh yeah i'm kind of curious what she thought of him mm-hmm. but oh, then I at see. the same time i still don't think that they executed it right there's i have so many notes on this movie oh but God. the you're not seeing the juxtaposition of like him doing these kills and what his psychosis is of or like doing this when he right. of him being a bad person. Mm-hmm. Also, while seeing him be this loving Correct. boyfriend, and seeing their first meeting and all that kind of stuff, it you're kind of seeing seen,
1: him being the loving boyfriend. Right.
2: Right. Yeah, it was, wow. like, uh-huh. does he ever come home and like was acting weird yeah. because that night he had killed somebody? That's like, I wanted to yeah. see that kind of yeah. stuff. So it was so which could weird. have been done absolutely that's yeah. why it was so weird the choices that they made yeah well and that, that
1: what bothered me the most though is like the final scenes where you see that she if she had been paying attention she would have noticed certain things along the way where they show you all of those things at the end kind of like in a montage mm-hmm. and i'm just like what give us something throughout that maybe mm-hmm. she's suspicious or maybe whatever but like yeah. even the part where like he's first arrested and like goes to trial she's still kind of behind him and she's like no i am believe well
0: i think that she was carrying that whole weight of her um guilt of being the
2: one that called so
1: i guess i just which i didn't
2: get you know at first either so which i felt like the majority of the movie probably should have been spent with their relationship before he got put in jail and then had that other relationship with carol or whatever that lady's name was So it's like, to me, it's like, okay, if this is from your perspective of your life with Ted Bundy, then let's see your life with Ted Bundy. Let's not see him on trial when you're not doing life with Ted Bundy anymore. So it's kind of, that's the part that's like so missing the mark of like, we. then you just spent the entire time, I feel like the majority of the movie, talking about a time when you guys were not together. Together, yeah. So my that whole,
1: was my whole thing of these movies, and I, I feel like I say this all the time, but like the only thing I ask of you especially in a movie like this is that you make me care about someone in it, right? So like for example, I understand that I'm not gonna care about Ted Bundy as a human, like he's a mm-hmm. piece of shit human, right? And like he did horrible things to people. But like if this is told from her perspective, then make me like her. Right. And yeah. I didn't. Like no. I literally there was nobody I was rooting for in this. At the end. Is that
2: like, because it's Lily be Collins?
1: No, I didn't. I don't have an opinion about the it. I don't know. Okay.
2: So my, I, my strongest opinion about this movie Mm -hmm. was that everything felt.
1: Everyone has strong opinions about it.
2: Everything. My opinion about this movie is that everything felt inauthentic. It felt like kids doing a play of (laughs) Ted Bundy. Mm Reenactment. And it was just, or like a bad lifetime movie of it like the costumes didn't feel authentic the haircuts didn't feel authentic the actors playing those roles didn't feel truly that age right even at the end of the movie when it's lily collins at an older age after she she had faced ted bundy Mm -hmm. and her daughter is now 20 her daughter looks older Older. than she does Mm -hmm. with that makeup it just seems like such a miscast yeah like on, and as much as i love zac efron like it just completely miscast on all of those parts they all felt like they were wearing costumes mm-hmm. and wearing these like haircuts and actually this wasn't I wasn't watching this time period with these people i think saying that it was a play is a perfect
1: yeah i agree i actually have a note about the zac efron thing no, because okay. i when it ended for me, honestly, the only thing I felt walking away from this movie is that I never want to see Zac Efron in anything again. Like, I, <gasps> it made me... Oh, no. it just a bummer. His performance felt so flat to me. And I feel like I don't necessarily even see him as, like, a brilliant actor. Mm-hmm. I think that he's, like, he's fun to watch and mm-hmm. he's entertaining and whatever. But, like, I just... Uh, I was just like, why did you make the choice to do this film? Like, what what intrigued you about the script? Because I understand the story. May mm-hmm. have been yeah. intriguing to him. But he would have had to read the script before signing on, I would assume, and be like, oh, yeah, that's well, that's interesting.
0: I guess because he just... gets to play like a main, the main but it, guy. But... but that's different than him normally,
2: I, I guess. I don't no, know. No,
1: I get that. And he's like trying it to... Seems,
2: it seems like this would be, yes, a role that would be really challenging. I can see why he took it. Yeah, like, I, I see that. I think even the worst version that you're dumbing down Zac Efron's look to be is never going to be close. I'm still... He's still not... Hot. He's still hot. He's not a normal person. Yeah. Like, those abs... I'm sorry, Ted Bundy did not have those abs when 27 he was seven abs. Like he's He has 27 abs. Shirtless. I know, but like even when he did, like it was just... Everything yeah. about him is still so abnormal. Get it? Uh, abnormal? Yeah. <laughs> I, I disagree with
1: that, actually. I disagree. I felt like watching like him it. in this, I didn't see anything about him where I was like, oh, fuck, Zachary.
2: looks hot. I, it's still... I didn't think he looked hot, but it's like, he's still... No. Ted he's Bundy, looking. this is... That dumbed down version of him yeah. is still Not. so much hotter than Ted Bundy was, and Ted Bundy was still considered a very charismatic Handsome. and good-looking guy, and mm-hmm. people always talked about that. So it's yeah. just to me, it's still it all was miscast completely wrong. Yeah, except for the attorney <laughs> was really good. That he looked oh, exactly right. like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and, and John
1: Malkovich at this is the judge. Oh yeah, th-
2: John Malkovich is on my notes of like the only him. good thing about this movie, like. No matter what John Malkovich is, I was gonna in, say, he's, he's so going to bring it to everybody. everything. I'm like, was I wanted to spend the rest of the time? Then this is the only thing that is entertaining. Well, he's always going to be John is, Malkovich.
1: Yeah. Well, so one of the reviews that I would read, um, I watched this on Friday, I think, when it came out, and like, uh, I read reviews saying that John Malkovich, like the judge, I guess in this case, mm-hmm. like the real case, was very eccentric and whatever. Mm-hmm, yeah. And so I actually expected John Malkovich's performance to be even bigger than it, more. Was, mm-hmm. and it was. It was still very tempered. I felt like. Um, so my notes, I have. I wanted more suspense, obviously. Um, I, mm-hmm. I actually, I, one thing I disagree with you is I think they actually did a good job with the 70s aesthetic and the, I don't know how to say it. Like maybe not necessarily the hairstyles, but I actually like the felt production design? like they did a good job with the production design. That's my compliment for that. Yeah, them.
2: I like the sets, yeah. cars, all of that kind of stuff was fine. I felt like. It was the characters, their wardrobe. Not that the wardrobe didn't fit the time period. That's not Mm -hmm. what it was. It was the actual actors wearing. I didn't believe that they were in that time. It, again, felt like a high school play of this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lena, did you have
1: any other notes? Nope. (laughs) All right, Natalie, did we cover everything you wanted to? I think so.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, Five martinis on this one?
2: Yours is a five?
1: Well, I'm asking. I'm assuming we're all five.
2: Oh, I'm a four. So you're oh really, my God. Like, of
1: all the critical people, I'm shocked that she's, uh, next time you give a movie a four, what I'm going to remind you of both of I, these for four sure. movies that you
2: gave. No, but like, again, Let's I've go seen back. some what movies really, did she have a hard seriously. time with? I have seen some and gave very terrible movies. This is like, this these is are two of the worst I've had to watch movie. recently. So my note, actually, I have Four one. is still not a good movie. That's not
0: a good score. I understand. It was extremely boring, shockingly uninteresting, and vile oh, to all my senses. what she did there. I see what she did there. Ooh, I see what you did.
2: Okay. What did Five. you score? Five? Oh, okay.
0: Yeah. No, except for Zach Efron, um, Zac Efron's abs. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: sorry. Ass. Ass. I don't like his abs. I like his ass. You have to see his ass twice. Yep. That is something I should note for the mm-hmm. audience. So yeah. if that's worth it, you I'm, know, sure, it was, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure somewhere online yourself, yeah. you yeah. can find the timestamp of where to fast forward oh, yeah. to, mm-hmm. and then just watch that, yeah. and then fast forward to the next one, and then be done with it. Because
0: he bangs, bangs Carolyn out of, uh, by the Coke machine. Yeah, yeah. It's
2: a second ass shot. Yeah.
1: Yes. Oh, that's right. I forgot
2: the about first one that. is when yeah. he takes his clothes off uh, in, in when jail. he's first arrested. He's getting booked. Yeah. I
1: feel like I must have missed that part because I don't remember that part.
2: I remember yeah, we, it very we vividly. Rewound it. We, we did tweeted rewind. Because
0: <laughs> I was like, does this ass look weird? Let's check
2: again. Interesting. <laughs> I was okay. like, no, it does not. <laughs>
0: All right.
1: Moving on to something.
0: Someone. Someone.
1: Someone greater.
0: Someone great. Something greater. Someone great. No one is greater than Gina Rodriguez.
1: I have notes about that. But I will also say that because we're going to start at the beginning, I want to actually talk about the beginning of this movie. Um, because I actually really liked the intro with the use of like the Lord song and like the it felt very um kind of like a variation of what they did for searching. I don't know if you guys remember oh, that I didn't movie. See
2: it Searching. Oh you I didn't? Oh, no. it was good.
1: But they basically I heard good. Yeah, yeah, in the beginning of the searching, they do this whole like the opening sequence is all set to like technology. Very oh. similar to how they did oh, this, okay, right? Okay. With like the text messages and the yeah, computer, yeah, yeah, and, like mm-hmm. they showed like kind of like the digital iteration of their relationship. Um, and I actually thought that was kind of like a cool way to start a movie like this because it was definitely for like the millennials and like the, Mm -hmm. yeah. So let's dive in. What did you guys, what did you guys think about this one?
2: I loved this movie. Like this is my first foray into Gina Rodriguez. I never have watched anything before with her. I didn't watch Jane the Virgin or anything else like that. Um, and I thought she was so fucking funny. Like her comedic timing is really great. Um,
0: and she I definitely just
2: brings something special. Yeah, there's something special about her. And I kind of, I Miss Bala has kind of been on the list yeah. of something to watch. So I kind of want to watch that now. So I'm definitely more on board for her in the future for other projects and stuff. Um, I so she was amazing. I thought the friendship between the girls felt real mm-hmm. and authentic. And how they joked around with each other and their nicknames and how they reacted to one another. Brittany's snow getting a little dirty. Yeah, I loved yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Like they all did such a good job. And like that, the writing, the directing of it all was so great, kind of building that history that you mm-hmm. could feel between the girls. Cause yeah. that's, there's movies, we, I have conversations like this all the time where it's, we talk about like the movie Rough Night with Scarlett Ugh. Johansson. And Oof. Kate McKinnon, and it's like you don't buy that these also, girls are two friends. People
1: I can't stand. Like, oh, that's right. I don't want to talk yeah, about that. like girls,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you don't buy that these people are friends or that they even fucking know each other. The three girls in this movie, you are like, they, they are 100% have been friends the whole time. I'm like, I hope they have a real friendship because I loved the chemistry between all yeah, of them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I loved. When they went into the flashback showing the relationship, this is so, this is what inspired the martini. Um, Every time they went into a flashback of them first meeting and their entire relationship, the cinematography completely changed. Mm -hmm. And the lighting and everything was all purples and reds and oranges. And it was just kind of created this really like romantic, vibrant Mm -hmm. life. And then you cut to her reality of just kind of normal colors and bland sort of life right um and i thought that that was such an interesting choice to kind of make to kind of show these two different worlds that she was living in and i thought i thought it was beautiful and like really well done interesting yeah yeah
0: okay no i well i used to watch jane the virgin so i already have a love for um i was gonna call her jane gina (laughs) i think she's so cute she's so likable she's just like I love seeing her in something like this where um, she's not so, like, TV. Buttoned up know. and perfect. Yeah, yeah, something where it was a little bit. She was walking around in her underwear and, like, no bra on, And, like, she just, she can't help but be funny and cute. Like, mm-hmm. she just, I just feel like that's just her as a person anyways. And, like, I just love everything about her. I loved the girls' um, chemistry together. Even the boyfriend, I like. He grew on me. At first, I was like, I don't know. This guy seems kind of like odd for her to like be with. But then, like when they were together, it was so sweet. You look at me and you're like, oh, this is so gross. <laughs> um, no, I have a
1: totally different opinion of this movie. I, I just oh,
0: thought, wow. that, I thought it was very sweet and like, you know, it was a real. It was. I feel like it could be, have been a real relationship, yeah. a real breakup, a real situation that happened to somebody and their friends. And I, I just feel it was. It's a great story.
2: And I I feel like it was the perfect representation of like someone great during that point of your life. life. This is not. Right the biggest love of your Correct. life. This is not the person, your soulmate, that you're supposed to end up being with. Right. It was kind of nice to just kind of like mm-hmm. bookend this sort of thing with like, this was this great relationship and you appreciate it for what it was. And like when they were on the dance floor mm-hmm. yeah. and they kind of like said, I love you and uh, goodbye. Yeah. And then that was it. Like they knew that that's what it was, yeah. but that wasn't meant to but go they don't any further stop loving each other. Yeah. It's just like,
0: she's got to move on and he doesn't want to move on with her and that's fine.
2: Yeah. It felt very, I don't like rom-coms that wrap everything up in a perfect bow and they're together Mm -hmm. and da-da. So this was like a very reality-driven rom-com, if you want to call it that. Yeah. And so I really, really liked that. It It felt very fresh and different. Hmm. Sean did not enjoy this movie. (sighs) So Mm -hmm. here's the thing.
1: It's not that I didn't enjoy it. I think that the word great to me represents something that's like, (sighs) if I say like, oh, that's great. It's like, that's great. It's not. It's good. It's just above good. Mm-hmm. It's not amazing. The movie's not called Someone Amazing. The movie's called <laughs> Someone Great. And it's great. Yeah. Like, that's kind of how I feel about it. And mm-hmm. so, like, I, I will preface this by saying that this movie made me realize how jaded I am. And, like, my love trajectory in my life is in a weird place at the moment. And so I think that... I used to be someone that was very much a hopeless romantic. I think in like my twenties and even like early thirties, I was like idealistic and like a love. And I think now the place I'm in my life, like I see love for what it is. And I think that you have some great loves in your life and you have some not so great loves in your life. And mm-hmm. like, I don't know. So like, I think looking at it from that perspective, I had a revelation like midway through this movie. And this is like actually a hard revelation for me because I am all about like pop culture, like movies like this normally would like scream at me and be like, yeah. "This is the movie for Sean." Like I fucking love this shit. But it just, <laughs> I just
2: thought for sure as we yeah, were watching, I was like, "Sean's gonna fucking love, love this totally. movie." Yeah,
1: and it just didn't resonate with me. And I kept asking myself why the whole time. Like, and I it was weird because one of my notes is that it felt to me like they were trying to do like a millennial version of like Sex in the City. Um, and there's even a moment where the and one of the things I wrote down about Gina Rodriguez, who I actually liked Gina Rodriguez, but I did not like her in this. I felt like she was. I felt like her performance was really forced in a lot of scenes and like that opening scene where she's like in the subway station and she's having that moment where she, I don't remember what she's doing specifically but oh like my the, God. the girl. I was
2: laughing so hard that at that. I, felt, I thought it was so funny. That felt
1: really fake to me. I felt oh. like I was watching her be self-conscious in that scene as an actor. Like it was really strange. Um, but even more than that there's a scene where she's talking about like she gets this gig at Rolling Stone And it felt very, like, Carrie Bradshaw vogue to me, but, like, was not executed nearly as well as it could have been. Like, there were just moments like that where I felt like they were trying to hit notes for, like... The new Sex in the City or something? I don't know.
0: I don't see the Sex in the City comparison.
1: Really, New York City? I mean, I feel like well, just it was
0: because it's in New
2: York. Just because New York as a character yeah.
0: doesn't oh, mean no. it's
1: single sex girlfriends in, the City. in New York reminded you nothing of Sex in the City. Absolutely not. Really, girls
2: no. okay. no. doesn't remind no. me of Sex in the City. It's single girls in New York. But
1: this was like a tragic this was this, comedy. They're not going
0: around meeting guys and having sex and like that whole. She had a well, relationship. Some of the friends were, though. and they're mourning a relationship. Like this the blonde was like opposite. the Samantha
1: of the group. I felt like like she was fucking. No, not one no
2: she was not. See,
1: that's how I, I – I, I really oh, no. compartmentalized it in such a way that it reminded me of Sex and the City. And so that was the filter that I was looking at it through a lot. And it just didn't – it felt like a poorly executed version in 2019 of Well, that, if you're comparing stories. it to
0: that, then maybe, yeah. Yeah. I don't, and I was. I don't see – That's what I'm saying.
1: I'm admitting it that, like, yeah. that is the filter through which I see a lot I of,
0: like, contemporary romantic comedy. I would not
1: even put those two together the no, The reason I do that, though, is because Sex and the City – I think, pioneered, like, women comfortably talking about sex out in the open. I completely and agree with that, yeah. It, you know what I mean? In, in like, the slick and glossy New York City and, like, the the just the relationship that these girls had. Like, I felt like, I don't know, that and maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think this movie would have ever been able to happen if not for Sex and the City.
2: I'm not going to say I that, mean, not I'm not going to say that. Yeah, but I'm not going to compare yeah. either.
1: So because of that, I'm saying that, like, I feel like that is the basis under which a lot of this movie takes place. And maybe I'm wrong in that assumption. Like I'm willing to admit that, but like from my perspective, I just felt like it was a poorly executed version of all of that. Mm. And so again, I enjoyed it. I thought it was great like i didn't love it it's not it's not the best movie i've seen this year no, but it was I like, don't entertaining the best movie, and but. it was funny yeah and there were like moments like the scene the one scene that was funny to me that stood out was the one where the kid is like he's they go there to get the tickets from him but he doesn't really have the tickets and they're mm-hmm. kind of like playing off was like, <laughs>
2: so funny. that was
1: funny right like there were definitely moments that i enjoyed mm-hmm. for sure um and of the three movies by far if i had to recommend one of them i would say go watch this one. Oh, this is definitely um, a recommendation totally totally yeah. it's a good movie
2: yeah, like people a, will enjoy this movie. I, yeah. It's funny. Off of the list, this was number two of the ones that I wanted to see. I really didn't really care to watch this or Unicorn Store. I really wanted to see the Zac Efron mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And I, wa- I was trying to see it at Sundance because they were doing like a special oh. screening of it there and I didn't get a chance to see mm-hmm. it.
1: Were people talking about it at Sundance? Mm-hmm. Like was there buzz around? Like, it, was the buzz? it was was a
2: weird special screening of it. So it yeah. wasn't like in the festival. Mm-hmm. But it was like a kind of special feature sort of thing. Kind of, I think, in the same, maybe same vein that like the Michael Jackson documentary was. So Mm -hmm. it was like a different sort of category. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't like an actual contender in the festival. Um, But I really had wanted to see it there. And I don't, and I didn't hear anything bad about it. And I feel like the version I watched was not at all what I was expecting. it
0: was not what I was expecting. It
2: was so weird, but like... That was the one I was most excited to see and was like actually had on my calendar to Mm -hmm. like pay attention when that came out. Someone great I had no idea about before it was released and before you guys mentioned something about it and kind of didn't care to see it and was so pleasantly surprised by how I felt through the whole movie. I absolutely loved Mm -hmm. it. And Unicorn Store was, I didn't want to see it and it was terrible and I wish I could (laughs) get that 90 minutes back. Seriously,
0: same Thank God yeah. I was already half drunk and half asleep.
2: Yeah. But I, I do... <laughs> what? Okay, so we have had this conversation in the past about, Sean, your feelings about Netflix, Netflix movies, movies, their level of, I guess, production value and storytelling compared to theatrical releases. I think this is such a perfect example of like a movie, quality-wise, that sh- would equal a theatrical release, but doesn't have... The cinematic scale that say like a Mission Impossible, Fallout or Avengers that like you have to see this in a theater. So I I feel like this is a perfect place for a movie like this where it's like it's high quality. It's well done. It has great actors. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the budget was decent Decent. on this. Mm -hmm. So it's like I feel like this is a really good movie.
1: I would say I, I don't disagree with any of that. I would say the one thing that I... I don't I would never compare it obviously to the, the movies you suggested. I think this compares probably closer to something like a um how to be single. Yeah. If I had to compare it yeah, to like yeah, another yeah, contemporary sure. film. Mm-hmm. And I would say that like that is the difference for me um between like the Netflix, this is like the Netflix version of that, right? So like you
2: feel you feel like this is a dumbed down version of how to be single. It's not
1: dumbed down. It's just there's something about it doesn't have that it factor. Like the, it's something great. I'm sorry. The How to Be Single, like, I could see why that had a theatrical release. I feel like
2: this was better than How to Be Single. Uh, Oh, I
1: disagree completely. I disagree completely. Because you had, I don't know, there were just the dynamics of that one felt more theatrical to me. This one felt like it was, like, maybe a TV pilot that, like, they extended into a film.
0: I think there's parts of How to Be Single that are better than this. And then there's parts of this that is better than How to Be Single. I don't think one is greater than the other. I would
1: watch How to Be Single more than once in this one I, I watched
0: that watch movie. Again. I love that mm-hmm. movie. I would, I
1: would never go but back to But there and
0: watch are parts of it where I'm just like, Ugh. but like but I, I watch it anyways because of the parts that I love. Sure. And I did so. admit
1: and I want to I want to emphasize this again because I think it's it's an important aspect. This movie there's there's never been a time watching a film in recent days where I it became apparent to me that I was older than I think I am. Like
2: I felt that way in extremely wicked and vile and whatever the fuck oh. that movie was. I'm like, how fucking old am I that these look like children in a play? Oh, <laughs> like it just no, to me It, it just... didn't feel like real. But,
1: so my struggle in is that is it though? more
2: like the context of like how.
1: It's the, like, the need to go to the festival this weekend and all that. It's, like, it was oh, that whole, yeah. like, at, at vibe of it where I'm just, like, I'm yeah. not, that's not my thing. Like, yeah. I think it's cool that you go to Coachella, but, like, I don't mm-hmm. give two fucks about Coachella. You well, know, like, I felt like, like
0: she wanted to do that because she was single and that she just needed to, like, let loose. And that festival just happened to be happening. And she was, like, we have to go to this year. We have I know,
1: to I get that. But I feel like they made that of, like, a central plot to the middle of the film mm-hmm. where it was, like, they, yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway, my point is that like yeah. I'm acknowledging I, that I'm I'm older I, and maybe this yeah. movie wasn't for yeah. me.
2: I did uh when they're singing in the kitchen and like dancing around and mm-hmm. stuff. I was like, Oh yeah, I've never been like that cool of a person. <laughs> what? <laughs> to like be like oh, a song comes on, and I'm, like, singing along with it. and What? Know, I don't, like, I've never had that moment where it's, like, yeah, let's just fucking dance in our apartment and sing to the song. I, don't, I dance
1: in my apartment all the time. I do you know, really? Too. That's super awkward moment for
2: me right now. <laughs> um, I do, too. <laughs> I'm, like, oh, this bitch is cool. I'd love to hang out with her. I'm, like, I don't do that ever. Like, the, I don't know. That was a weird, I'm, like, is yeah, that a young, cool Yeah, because you're judging thing? everyone. You're looking at it, like, what are you judging, judging, everybody? Weirdos. I'm judging I'm me. Kidding. Like, what am I doing? Why does the top half of my body not move the way my bottom half of it?
1: <laughs> that is a fair statement.
0: You, that's opposite. Your bottom half should be moving more like the top half of your body. Your arms are
2: flailing. I can't connect the two. Okay. They, they're, all, they're doing their things independently, and they don't look good together.
1: <laughs> all right, Lena, what was your score for this one?
2: Um,
0: this was an in-between for me, so I give it in-between three. It's a
2: three.
1: Yeah, me too. Because it was. just... We've agreed on everything yeah. lately. It's yeah, weird. It's just
2: oh, in between. Good for you guys. And at least
1: like I give it a five.
2: <laughs> no. She just gives it a one. I'm Sorry, a one. I gave it a two. Oh, sorry. Okay. It's not like, it's not a great, great movie. Like yeah. I don't, but I really enjoyed I feel it. Like your
1: judgment is like we've become the harsh critics, and you've become like the liberal. Like I'm gonna give them points for having. I know.
2: The balls to make the film. Store. Four. Or something. Wow. Because I've seen some garbage shit. That should be in the same category.
1: I was going to say that movie doesn't fall into that, that pile. Total or...
2: garbage. I'm trying to like go back and I'm think gonna, of the yeah, movies that I gave, gave 5 to. Two. Like for
1: me the fi- like a 5 plus would be like that melissa mccarthy sesame street movie that came out last oh year oh my yeah, god was that was
2: so i went and saw it because In and, the and i went by myself because i was so excited and i told to see her the I, I am out. not going to i see that. i that movie. almost walked out I and did. i never walk out of movies halfway I was like, through this it i walked was...
1: out i was like i can't do this i just i'll, I'll I know i know i'll never like, get this time back and i can't the
2: worst that. thing i've ever seen oh that oh my god that i would give Five martinis too. Absolutely. So I don't want you to think that like I'm just throwing out fours and threes (laughs) everywhere.
1: Well, fours and
2: ones like that. Even because they shot it on a good camera doesn't give them a four. Like that movie was so god awful. Agreed. All
1: right. So did we enjoy our first Netflix and Chill episode?
0: Yeah, Yeah, I thought that was fun. Do this again. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. Let's know. Well, you know what? We wouldn't have watched Someone's Great if we didn't do this. And I feel yeah, like that's I wouldn't the have watched point it. Of, yeah. of letting others know. like and I wouldn't might have not watched Unicorn watched
1: it. Score, so I don't know what that well, means. It I think we have... all lost on that one. Yeah, we did. <laughs> don't rough. watch that movie. Sorry, if guys. you get anything from this episode, please do not waste your time. You know what? I think you know, I are going to go watch I, it now I, just because they want I wanna...
0: voted to see that one because of Brie. Like, she does bring a little yeah. something that I want to watch about her. But then I was like, I don't know why she I made that do choice. She doesn't do that for me at all. Just be Captain Marvel and don't do anything else ever.
1: Yeah, need that.
0: <laughs> you guys,
2: recently I did give a movie a five. Oh, see? What did you give I knew a five you to? have. Pet Cemetery. Oh, that deserved a fucking five. Oh,
1: interesting. I don't think we gave that movie a five. No. I think we gave that like a three or a four.
2: Maybe a five. Mm, I think I gave that. You, a five. for Shawn, you gave it a five. Yeah, I think we oh, gave did it I? fives. Uh-huh. Oh, I think okay. we all said five. Lena five
1: i love it Nellie. No, i gonna tr- give it a five do today. you track all our scores in a doc somewhere what's up in our doc
2: referred back to oh, okay. our uh, shared <laughs> document i was Listen, just i knew i had, knew had recently had given a Martinis. movie a five
1: as always we're want to thank you for listening for more information please be sure to visit themartiniscale.com where you can find links for all of our social channels in addition to show notes and more
0: if you haven't already please head over to apple podcast and rate and review
2: us it helps others discover the show we'll see you next time cheers, cheers. bye